You're listening to Playfully Persistent Podcast, brought to you by the Des Moines Children's Museum. I'm Ashlyn. Ashlyn is a former board member, current program and events director, and is the most likely to have the craziest idea at the table. I'm Jules. Jules is a co-founder, former board president, current executive director, and is most likely to say yes to the crazy ideas and jumps all in. This show is all about children's museums, the good, the bad, and all the mess. Welcome to the rewarding chaos of children's museums. All right, this is our first podcast of 2024. And we need to do some recaps of Lights at the Museum and New Year's at Noon. Yes, those were two large December events. December was very crazy for us. Yes, right before recording, Ashton started mentioning all the amazing, awesome (laughs) December activities. And all I could think was, yes, this is why I'm struggling to write an executive board. (laughs) Report because it's like, oh, I really like these to be one page, and this is not a one pager. No, this is more like three pages, likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the first thing is this year we did um, Lights at the Museum. I have to admit, I'm still getting used to the name of it. And you're going to discuss why I'm having trouble with remembering an event that is at our museum. <laughs> So, first of all, Lights at the Museum was just that. Like, we decorated it in Christmas lights, but we got to call them holiday lights because we don't celebrate specifically Christmas. We celebrate all. That's what we did this year. Yes. And I love that we did that this year. I love it, too. And we had, so not only did we decorate in the holiday lights, then we turned off our main lights. So, visitors got to play under the holiday lights, and then we had information about light festivals around the world. Yes, and not all the light festivals are happening in December, but Mm -hmm. that was still a cool thing that we had different sections. I think we can definitely do it better next year. Mm -hmm. We were using, like, little, like, specific light that was, like, here's a little, like, beacon of where the more information is, but I think we can spread those out differently and actually yes. have a person maybe sitting by them and working on things yes. with them. Yep, most definitely. Um, so this is the first time that we've had a consistent December event because we've never <laughs> done it in the past. And I'm laughing because I'm like, we've done so many things during this holiday season mm-hmm. and You know, there have been different things that show up on the floor, you know, during normal museum hours. There's other things that, like, we've had special events, Mm -hmm. but this one's sticking because we spent a lot of money on it. A lot. (laughs) We ordered a lot of lights. And inflatables. Yes. Those were a highlight, though. Families Mm -hmm. loved those. Yes. Um, So, yeah, so we have never had a consistent holiday theme, and that really bothers me because when I'm planning, (laughs) I know, like, what I'm planning. And so, like, for Easter, I know that we're doing this glotastic egg hunt, and I know what we have, I know what we need, and I can instantly be like, how can I make this better? Mm -hmm. And it's the same for Halloween. We've always done a Halloween party. Because it's so fun. Yeah. So just in the past, we've just changed our... December our holiday theme and like in the past we've done like 
pajama parties. We've done like decorate holiday cookies. We did go with a Christmas theme one year. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we grow, we want to make sure that we include everyone and in all cultures. It's amazing to see how light is used in all of these different cultures and religions. Yes. It was very, I had a great time researching it. I bought these children's books and we had them out for the event, but I had a great time researching and like the history of a lot of these like very old traditions and everything. It kind of reminds me of like the days when people didn't have electricity and how I mean like it just gets dark earlier, you know? And so it's just a matter of kind of like, all right, like light is important. Light allows us to like not be tied to the sun, you right. know? And I just, yeah, it's beautiful. And it was beautiful. The actual experience was outright beautiful. It was. So again, like, like we did our Halloween party for the first time, we did it three nights. So we did lights at the museum for three nights. Um, and it worked exactly how I wanted it to. If the visitors were all spaced out, it never once felt crowded. But it was the calmest event we've ever thrown. <laughs> and I don't know. It has to be because the light, the main lights were off. So it was just a darkened experience anyway. Like, And you know, I love just, that because, I mean, it's the holidays. And people yeah. are running around and it's crazy. And it's just, it was chill. It, it was, was. It was so nice. There was... I think it was our second night, Um, and that was we did the sensory friendly first and then the event, Mm -hmm. which it was no different, honestly. Like, the whole thing was sensory friendly, quite honestly. Um, But at one point, I looked at an employee, and I was like, this is, oh, it's so quiet in here. Like, it's so dead tonight. And the employee was like, no, we have 200 people in here. (laughs) And I didn't even realize that like it was just so kids weren't like running through and screaming it was very chill yeah I mean not that I would ever be like we should always have the lights off at the museum (laughs) because that's (laughs) definitely not but it does create this like sense of wonder I mean the museum itself has lots of little moments of wonder for children but like this is like so atmospheric that Mm -hmm. everyone kind of is like oh look at how pretty this is and stuff yeah It was very fun. I'm glad that we found an amazing event that we can now continue to do and plan. And then it's going to be even better because how many total did we have? Do you remember? We had over 500 people. Okay, from the three days. Yes. Okay, we can definitely get more than that. Oh, definitely. It was... It was a first-year event. Yes. And we... uh, I went very cautiously with it, you know, like mm-hmm. some of our other events I promote a lot and do constant, not constant, but you know, like once yeah. a week leading up to the event, like, don't forget, don't forget. And I think I only did one of those. And it's not that I wasn't like confident in this event, but it was, this is our first year. I want to see how it works mm-hmm. and how it goes. And it did, yeah. it went really well. So I have two questions about, one, do you think that we should do it again next year as the three nights in a row, or should we space them out so it's three weeks up to Um, winter break? Ask me again after our Easter, because we're splitting Easter into two weekends, since we had, Easter was so busy, our Glotastic Egg Hunt, so we're doing a Friday and Saturday, and then the next Friday and Saturday. You always know when it's a good event, when it's so busy, you know you don't have an accurate account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm like, we do not exactly know how many people came through because we were like... We were overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, we had like people taking cash on the side to get people in faster. It was wonderful. So yeah, because I kind of wonder about that. But at the same time, I know with our community, we have an amazing community and there's all these different events too that are like, you know, like... Every Friday in the East Village or every Thursday in Valley Junction. And so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that's like, well, we don't want to, like, compete or pull away from those amazing cultural attractions. Because they are. Yeah. They're they're amazing. I mean, I was the one that kept forgetting what day (laughs) we were having this because I kept being like, we'll go to Jingle in the Junction next Thursday. And you were like, no. No, you can't go. (laughs) And I'm like... Don't tell me what to do because that's my <laughs> gut reaction every time someone tells me no. Don't tell me what to do. I was like, I'll go to Jingle in the Junction if I want to, Ashlyn. And then I was like, no, you're going to be here with me yes. running our own event. Especially since Laura and I both ditched you for the two. <laughs> like we were there the first night. And then the next two, we were like, we're out. Like, we both were going to holiday things out of town. it's okay. We did it very late in the season, too. We did it the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of December um, rather than earlier. Now, it worked out because there weren't as many community events those nights. Mm -hmm. Um, Next year, just because of how the calendar falls, if we do it the three nights, it's earlier in December. So... I think I've made a decision that I feel pretty strong about. I think we always have to do it. The first night is December 21st. Yeah. No matter what. Because it's the winter solstice. It is winter solstice. And I think it's the longest night of the year. And that's just, that's how it always hits. And it was fun. Like, the first night was very busy, too. Like, that's how. I don't even know if we even talked about the winter solstice anywhere on any of the other light festivals information. We did. There was there, there was, was a page, okay. but it was very we wanted to stay away from like a specific theme, I mm-hmm. should say, because some people read into it too much yeah. and But I'm just saying like I know yeah. we had things about different like the Lantern Festival. Um how yeah, like, what else? Well, we had like Diwali, we had Hanukkah, we had um Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, yeah. Yeah, there were so many amazing things. And I'm like, huh, I don't know if we actually had, like, a solstice section in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I didn't do, like, a specific sensory bin or anything. Because the sensory bins were actually really fun. And people asked me about those a lot. Like, Yeah, I, I think that's what's really important is to have an activity that's linked to them. Is, yes. It makes that specific holiday mm-hmm. for that culture a lot more important. Yes. So. So now, lights at the museum, super calm. We had a great turnout, but it was super calm. But then, (laughs) right after that, a few days later, we threw New Year's at noon. And we have to pause (laughs) and just be like, we've been throwing so many different new, or if not new, expanded. You know what I mean? Like, we've had the Halloween party all the time, but we definitely, like, we're like, okay, we're going to do this even better, and we're going to have it bigger and stuff. And. And it's one of those things that we have been, I feel, for the last, like, three months that we get to one event. We, we are focusing on that event. We finish it, and then we're like, okay, now we can move on to the next yes. one. Which was really tight between our, like, the museum, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and then all of a sudden New Year's. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, 
I all of a sudden was like, oh my gosh, we need beach balls and ordered a bunch and was like kind of stressing out because we had gotten permission from the mall to use the second floor and to like launch, not launch. (laughs) Hang the net and drop them from the second level onto the first. Yes. In the mall common space, not in the museum. In my head, I love this so much because anytime we can throw things off of a balcony is awesome. And then also it would get everyone out of the museum at noon. <laughs> and I and then thought we would just be done. <laughs> I thought they would all go home. They didn't go home. No, it Someday. was it was craziness. Now, I knew going into it, it was going to be crazy for multiple reasons. Yeah. Because the first one we ever threw did not feature beach balls whatsoever. No. It was an apple juice toast, and we had um, someone playing kids' music. I can't remember what else we had, but it was in our first tiny little location. Yeah, less than 3,000 square feet. And there it were was people packed. pouring out into the mall, and the security, the mall security were, like, walking by and being like, is everything okay? We're like, yes, we just did not expect this yeah. turnout. Don't you feel like when we look back at that first location, the mall security was just always there yeah just always kind of hanging out the door because they were just like this is where everybody is so we what need to just hang going out here. on yeah I think they're probably used to our craziness now yeah a little bit I have to admit though I know we got permission from the mall but I wasn't positive the mall had communicated that permission to the people that would be working that day and I don't think they did no because even the night before we were <laughs> setting up the actual net and, like, doing it and, like, one mall security guy came over and then he got the other one and they just were, like, fascinated and kept asking us questions. They're like, what is this for? And, like, I feel like part of my life last year, we're going to go with this isn't going to happen this year, but last year was me explaining something and then someone asking me, like, five seconds later and I'm like, I just told you. <laughs> like, I mean, I just have multiple things like that. Like Mendy, you know? That's me. I yeah. am that someone. No, where actually, she will. you're not the only one. <laughs> Laura, my husband, the front end staff, as soon as then I start discussing what Mendy is, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I and remember I'm like, that. But I mean, I told the security guy, I was like, yeah, these are beach balls. And at noon tomorrow, we're going to release them. And there's going to be a crowd below. And the guy's like, Why? And I was like, well, because it's New Year's Eve, and so we're doing New Year's at noon. And he was like, so you're just doing this for fun? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah everything I do, yeah. I try to do for fun. But I was like, well, no, it's an event. Like, we're part of the Children's Museum right over there. And, like, he was the same guy the next day when we actually released uh-huh. him. And he was like, I don't know why these people are here. <laughs> That's what he said. And I, I was mean- like... Staring at him, and I'm like, he has to be the same guy. Like, he looks exactly the same, unless he has a twin. And I was like, so I explained it to him again, and he still was like, so, you know, all these people are just here for fun? (laughs) (laughs) We bring the people. We bring the people. (laughs) Yes. Um, One thing I loved about New Year's at Noon was I didn't see crying. No. I, I always get worried that someone is going to be crying because they didn't get a beach ball. And let me tell you, we only had 300, and we had over 600 people show up. And being that was in the common space of the mall, 
Anyone who didn't want to actually go into the museum but knew about it could just be hanging out to grab one of those beach balls. Yep. Which brings us to my crazy beach ball idea. (laughs) First off, we don't use balloons because I, like, have this fear of balloons and kids, like, suffocating on them. And it's a choking hazard. And I'm like, no, that's not what we stand for. And you have kids that are allergic to them. Like, you're just allergic to latex. It's it's a bad idea. Balloons seem like a bad idea to us. So I was like, we'll use these beach balls. And at one point we were like, yeah, we're going to get somebody to sponsor it and they're going to have their logo on it. And then it was getting like, this is getting too close to the event. I don't know how long that's going to take. We haven't found somebody. We just need to buy beach balls. And in my head I was like, well, this is great. They don't have any logo on it. We'll just collect as many back as possible. And that saves us money for next year. And like Laura and you were just like, that's not going to happen. They want like, those beach balls. Everyone is going to take those beach balls. And I was like, oh, there's going to be people who don't want it. If we have a bag that's just like, oh, if you don't want your beach ball, put it here. And clearly we needed like 300 more beach yeah. balls. People loved those beach balls. They were excited about yes. them. And like all day in the museum after the beach ball drop and then outside, like in the mall, because one of the escalators was broken. So I felt like I was definitely walking around the mall a little bit more than I usually do. Families were running around with these beach balls. Playing with them. Yes. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. playing with beach balls in the mall. They and I was so like, happy. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a really good event. I did not expect 600 people. I, so I, I'm realizing now, because you've got pandemic times and then pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. that we need to look pre-pandemic. And the last time, and then time, triple it. Yes, and the last time we threw a New Year's at noon party, was where in, we advertised. Yes, was in two, 2019, and we had around 500 people. Oh my goodness! Yes, because the last few years, you know, we were still like trying not to convince hundreds of people to come to the same time mm-hmm. events. You know, we mm-hmm. were just. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we're having events, we're doing programming, but we're not like, come on out. Yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't have anything. We had extras, but nothing like special, like the yes. beach ball drop or an apple juice toast or something. Yeah. So I knew we were, it was going to be busy. I was expecting around the same numbers, mm-hmm. but we exceeded those numbers. Yes, we definitely did. Um, which was wonderful. And you know something, it was too crowded, but I think we can figure out how to make it less crowded. I know you have ideas and I have ideas. Yeah. I know that I want to like expand into our party room space and to like, you know, just kind of spread yeah. things out a little bit different. Um, but I also think we have to do the, we have to get sponsors for these beach balls mm-hmm. because you know, I'm never getting these beach balls back. <laughs> no, no. I mean, and we have to do more beach balls. Yeah. Laura like sat me down and was like. Jules, like if we took our kids to a candy drop, you wouldn't drop the candy and then be like, give us the candy back. And I was like, but that's Halloween and that's different. (laughs) These are beach balls in the winter. Who wants these beach balls? And she's like, everyone wants these beach balls. And everyone did. And they did. Like grown adults were going crazy for beach balls. But... This is why I was so nervous standing up there before we released because I was so worried that we were going to have crying kids and we were going to have, like, 
somebody stampeded. Like, I was really worried. I was also like, please don't let the fire marshal walk through. Oh, yeah. This just I looks wild right about now. about that. And it just does not. And But everyone was really calm. I mean, I know there was some chanting. Um, the other thing is we absolutely need a countdown clock. Large, big countdown clock of some sort. We just are so bad at technology kind of things like that. It, it, and it would be hard to do a countdown clock. And you guys yelled. So I sent them up because I was like, you know, I it was probably like this time last year that I remember sending this text. And I was like, we need to do a beach ball drop. And then it kind of just got dropped until mm-hmm. like summer. And then I was like, oh, no, like we're oh. going to do this. And we knew we were going to do it. But then... It just got swept, everything, yeah. it just kind of got swept under the rug. Like, we had well, a plan. Because we were going always from one event to another. Yes. Like, and now it's January of 2024, and we are going to sell this beach ball drop to somebody. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we are going to be like, yes, and we're going to have all these beach balls, like, ordered before June even with somebody's logo on it. Most definitely. Yeah, it's going to be great, and I highly recommend Anytime you can toss something from one floor to another, do it. People love it. It's awesome. Kids, adults, everyone. And then right near the end, um, Laura was like, we're bringing the snow machine upstairs. Yes. Because we did not plan on the snow machine upstairs, but it became like, oh, look, there is an outlet. Let's do this. And no messy, like, people loved that too. People loved it. It was so I had completely forgotten until the morning of when I showed up and I'm turning on the lights. I was like, oh, I wanted the snow machine. And mm-hmm. I had it pulled out and everything. Well, then we tried it and it wasn't working. So I just kind of was like, Laura, deal with it. <laughs> I yes. think I just walked away and like an hour later, she had it all cleaned out and it was working. So we did it a little bit in the museum, but it was <sighs> so crowded that yeah, it didn't work well. So Laura took it upstairs well, it worked her magic. It worked just fine in the museum, but I'll let you know that I was told by the front that we needed tens and fives, and I had already stocked a yeah. bunch of tens and fives. So I was in the office, and all of a sudden, I heard this noise, and I was like, what could possibly be happening in one of our <laughs> toilets that that noise has started? Like, <laughs> that was the only explanation. It is very loud, but then, like, there's probably, like, a stampede of people, It's too. just this motor, and I was more like, oh, okay, I have to get this money to the front, but I'm like, and it was so amazing to open the office door, and there was just tons of people all swarming under the snow machine. Uh-huh. So the snow machine is a must, and we have to do it, but I think we have to find a different area to do it. So yeah. then, like, it's kind of like where we have a dance party is over here, and then we have the snow machine in another room. That way you can kind of go to different sections because this was just in the middle, and it, like, created this, like, for me, it created a I can't get through to the yeah. front desk because all these adults are like, oh, it's snowing. <laughs> That so. is so true. It wasn't even the kid. Like that, I love that though. When I can see adults, the, yes, mm-hmm. getting excited about what we're doing. And it's still, it just amazes me that we didn't get any complaints about New Year's at noon. And I'm like, I scoured Facebook, like all of the groups and everything too. Like, there's got to be a complaint about yeah. like how crowded it was or, or someone something. didn't get a beach ball. Yeah. Like, there's just nothing, which, like, part of me is like, go us. But also... You know what it is? It's, I think that the people who come to us, 
like are just super kind to us. They are. They're, we have a community and like I just feel so strongly that like all of our guests for the most part are just so kind and like, you know, like it was cool. I mean, it was cool standing on the second floor. It was cool on the first floor, right? I when know, the beach ball it was. happened. It was so much fun to see everyone's reaction. Because yeah. I sent you guys up. I was like, you guys should. Because you and Laura really came through. It was. I was like, you ordered the beach balls. Laura figured out the net. Oh, yeah. Because I texted her and I was like, you need to figure out the net like today. And that was like two weeks ago. And I was like, and then we have to do a demo of it because I'm really stressed by this thing. I just can't believe like. One of us usually is really good about like, oh, we're going to order this or we have this. And it just like, it's between the three of us, we just, it was, we forgot about it. We were like, you were hanging up hundreds and hundreds of lights and we were ordering that. And I was like, oh my gosh, the budget. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really freaked you out with that. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding me? I had to go pick up more lights that weren't even ordered. They were like at Menards and we were buying and you were like, oh, how much was the total? And I was like, I don't even want to say. And you were like, well, maybe we can return a few. We returned like a hundred dollars worth. And that's, and I was like, a hundred dollars wasn't enough to return. <laughs> but the good news is all these lights exist and it will be a much more affordable event we next year. We have them. Yes. They work all of that. Mm-hmm. All right, so my idea for next year, and I know your idea is like wackadoodle. Like I, I'm just vetoing <laughs> it off the bat. I'm like, there is no way I'm going to be able to convince them all to let us do your idea. My idea is that I want to string up three nets potentially mm-hmm. with like three to 400 balloons in each of them and do a drop like every hour. So like if we open at 930, we do one at 10. Mm-hmm. Then we do one at 11 and we do one at noon. Um, The reason is, is because there are definitely people who showed up right at 10 and how crowded it was. They like were like, can we walk around the mall and then come back for the beach ball drop? And I was like, of course. Yeah. But they would have definitely been okay showing up at 10 and then having a beach ball drop, you know, within 30 or 40 minutes and then doing another one kind of thing. And then leaving. Like I I really think. That could be good crowd control, too. I think that's how we're going to be able to get away with not having three nights, but actual three or four of these beach ball drops. I think we can also make it then that we can convince companies to get their logo on. You know, you could either be at the noon one or the 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The only huge downside, huge downside I see, is once the balls have been dropped... People did not all leave. And then we had tons of people with beach balls in the museum. That got crazy. And and it wasn't – I was just shocked that no one no one stole somebody's beach ball and then was crying because, honestly, we didn't have any more. Like, that's the other thing. We are going to have a whole stack of uninflated extra beach balls. So if we have anyone unhappy, we can be like, here you go. Here. We you have know? these extras. We have these extras because, like, if two kids would have started fighting – we had no solution. We we do have we did have extras. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. We still have like a bag, but just a few. Oh, okay. but that never happened. No one ever asked for it. I didn't it. know those yeah. existed. I yep. thought we had like done all of them. So. No, and I still have like a few that we didn't blow up even. So okay. it wasn't quite three hundred. I think it was like two hundred and sixty. Yeah, because that net was real tight too. Yeah, that net was. We'll get some more nets though and yeah. stuff. And I think that's that's a good 
good kind of plan. But I also think we need Sharpies. Like every single employee will have a Sharpie on them so that they can write a kid's name on the beach ball after a drop. Oh, there you go. And you could actually leave your beach ball up at the front if you want. We can have like a beach ball check kind of thing. And then every single person working the event is going to have some sort of crazy glitter-tastic hat on. That, like, glows because yes. we lost each other so many we, times. And you're saying we lost each other. I agree with that. We should definitely have walkie-talkies so we wouldn't have heard them. Um, but, no, we had so many lost kids or lost parents throughout the event that, like, we did a fabulous job. I mean, I've, I loved our teamwork because it was very, like – you can see when a parent has lost a kid. They have yeah. this look of fear. And you're like, hey, tell me about your child. Yeah. And then two of us would split up and we'd circle the museum real quick and we'd always find them. You know, and it was a very fast, efficient, in a mass yes. amount of people. We did wonderful. But I want us to have those hats so that, like, the adults can tell, you know, we're workers and that kids can tell and just yeah. be like, you know, you know, got separated from your party, look for a hat. Yeah. And we can help. Everyone get back. Because it was wall-to-wall people. Yeah. And we only had, surprisingly, during the ball drop, only one. Mm -hmm. And another parent found this kid just kind of, like, standing there by themselves and brought them into the museum and was like, I'm pretty sure this kid belongs belongs to this this, Yes. And so I sat at the front with the kid on the hip. The kid was super calm. And I was like, let's tell me when you see your grown-up. And kind of funny because the kid was like I'm with my dad okay not with dad with mom like (laughs) and I told told my mom I was like what an unreliable narrator he he kept saying that he was with his dad and the mom looks at me and was like he wants to be (laughs) and you're like oh poor mom and you know something I don't know because it's been so busy these last few days or week or so um, I don't know if it was at New Year's at noon. I think it was, though. This one mom lost a kid, and you could tell she was, like, kind of stressed. And when we found the kid who was wearing a cute dinosaur T-shirt, which everyone's uh-huh. wearing a cute dinosaur T-shirt, the kid was a lot older than I expected. Like, I would say he, this kid was, like, eight or nine, like, very tall. Okay. And I was like, huh, like, she was really worried. And um, and so I saw her later, and I was like, hey, you doing okay? You know, like, you know this happens to everyone. And, like, she was like, it does? And I'm like, well, not at the museum, but, like, everyone loses their child at, at some, some point. At some point, like, it happens. <laughs> We've all had that moment. And I was like, and look, this was, like, a safe place. There was no open water. Right. You know, I'm like, this is a good place to lose your kid as a, at a children's museum where the only adults here had to have already walked in with another kid. Right. And most people, I feel who have kids aren't like, I want to steal a person's kid. Like you have your own and you're like, they're not looking to take on more. Yeah. They're expensive. So yeah, it was real. It was really interesting to see all the people playing the snow machine, the beach balls. It was a good time. Yeah. We'll do it again. That one will, but we're going to, we're going to convince some people to sponsor this. And we've got to improve it because the wall to wall people, I was real nervous about fire code there for a while. I shouldn't even say that, but I'm like looking and I was like, I just don't know if we have fire code information. I don't think we have like current because we have the new party space too. And we were utilizing that. 
Like, I, I know that we were okay with fire code, quite honestly. I'm, I'm like, 95% sure. I love that you say that, and I'm more like, gosh, if a firefighter walked in, I think they would definitely have been like, this seems unsafe. <laughs> we're like, just another day at the museum. Is this how Christmas break has been yeah, for us? It has. And you know something? We got through an amazing winter break. We, we did. We had, we had a lot of sickness, as in like our employees um, or employees' kids, kids yeah. or families. We had people traveling. We had one of our employees, you know, her father passed, you know, and we just, I just feel so good about our team. Like everything got covered. Everyone was kind to each other. Everyone mm-hmm. was pulling extra time or help and you know, we were like, oh, I was planning on doing this, but I could come in and help. And it yeah. just, it felt good. It was busy. It really helped our numbers because I was worried we weren't going to hit 70,000, but we're over 71,000. We're almost, we were almost at 72,000 oh, people. I know. That's okay. We'll, we'll get to 75,000 next year. Let's, that's our goal. That's our goal. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was really cool because I spent a lot of time here over Christmas break yeah. and it was very I loved it because I got to see, because I planned a full week of like extra programming, which Mm -hmm. like little things like, oh, we're going to have the Legos out and we're going to have this. But I always made sure that we had some kind of sensory, some kind of art, the Legos or board games one Mm -hmm. day. And I loved to see kids playing with everything and hearing their experiences. Well, because we get an older crew. Mm -hmm. We definitely do during these kind of breaks because yeah like younger siblings and then the older kids get dragged so we want to try to still make it enjoyable for them yeah all right i think that's all we have to it say is. about this we've talked way too long We're it supposed was to keep these I short know. and sweet we just loved our events so much i know these are supposed to be short and sweet so that you can do like a load of laundry or your dishes or like sweep them up your kitchen floor <laughs> and it's definitely over 30 minutes and no one should do that much housework in one sitting you should take breaks Exactly. So before we go, last playful thing you did. Or what's a playful thing you did over Christmas break? Okay. So mine is not going to sound playful, but I'm going about my job this year differently. Like I've only had my job for six months, but I've decided that playful needs to be more part of this. And so I picked my word for the year, which I don't always do a word for the year, but I decided it's going to be feisty. And I'm just going to be, like, very playful on how I'm getting my sponsorships or trying to convince people. I'm going to be like, oh, come on. You know you want to do this, you know. And I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to be a little feisty and, you know, do our persistently playful kind of thing. I'm really going to embody that because that's what the museum is about, like, us just being playful. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to try not to allow the staff to ever see me stressed about the budget and I, like I'll just be like oh that was so silly that you bought that much you can't do that again <laughs> like I'm gonna have to practice some things like that was so silly we can't do that <laughs> like who needs that many like little squishies like give the kids a sticker <laughs> stickers are totally 2024 <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. That So that's my playful thing. I made a bunch of phone calls, which you hate phone calls. And oh, I decided yeah. to be ridiculously kind of playful where I'm just calling like, yeah, 
you guys are a big corporation. You should totally give us some money. I don't know how, but let's talk about corporate giving let's and how you want to partner up with us. Did you invite them for coffee? Like whenever I invite, invite people and I'll be like, I can get you a crappy cup of coffee from our Keurig. Everybody's like, sure. <laughs> you say crappy? I do. And everybody really is like, yes. Like I want this. <laughs> I want this K-cup coffee from you. <laughs> yes. Um, I did get pulled aside during New Year's at noon by one of our members that we've known for years and years. And he was like, thank you. I know you're busy right now, but thank you for this. And he's pointing to this little mini coffee station. And he's like, I've, I've been advocating for this for years. Everyone over Christmas break, like this coffee cart, everyone thanked me for it like I would go and like fill up the water like replace some things in it and everybody thank you for having this and I'm like I know and a part of me see I need to be playful about this I want to be like you need to put some money in the little donation box (laughs) because let me tell you we're tracking it for 2024 we have to have a accurate budget because I've been just putting it as like what did I put it as like employee and volunteer appreciation money is what I tracked it as this year but like I know that they've already ordered like $100 worth of K-Cup stuff, right? And I'm like, oh, we've only gotten like 67 ever out of that little donation box. Well, that was me the other day. I ordered a bunch of K-Cup stuff. See, it was you. <laughs> it was me. It was before the new year and I ordered okay. it, but I ordered it in bulk this time. That's why it was more expensive because oh. we were just doing little orders because oh. we weren't sure how it was going to go. So I ordered more that makes to me see feel how, better. how long it lasts. Okay. I think we should write in Sharpie a date of when you ordered it on that box so we know, like, because there's no way we're going to, yeah. That would make me feel better. I've got that. That's what I'm doing. That makes me feel so much better because I assumed. I'm really sorry I didn't tell you. (laughs) I assumed that that order I saw potentially had been ordered multiple times at that size. No. And I was like, what is going on? Like, we need to, like, have people donate more. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was me. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. What's the last playful thing you did, Ashlyn? I got some really good playing in, honestly, during Christmas break. Just being here at the museum, I got to sit down with kids and play. Um, Like, personally, there was one night I took my kids to a local hotel, and they Mm -hmm. have an indoor-outdoor pool. Oh, I heard about And so we went swimming for a couple hours and just, like, lounged in a Did you go to the outdoor part? Yes. Why is that so fancy and awesome? It's so I've only done it like when we're at like a mountain resort or something and you can go outside and you're like, oh, it's beautiful scenery. It's not quite as cool when you're like (laughs) here in Iowa, but it was fun and my kids had never done it. So it was really fun. And then my oldest had to work the next day. So he actually went home with my husband. So it was just me and the two younger ones. And we like watched shows and ate snacks. Sounds wonderful. It was great. That's good. That's excellent. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Playfully Persistent with Ashlyn and Jules. And we actually have guests that I can't even say. We have guests. Yes. (laughs) That doesn't Coming up this year. We have a list of guests that we will have. So that's exciting that we have already two people on our docket. And then we have other podcasts that we're recording. So every other week... We'll have a new one coming out. Happy 2024. (laughs) Make those vision boards. 
Remember, we always love hearing from listeners. We want your feedback. We want to be your children's museum and playfully persistent podcast. Right now, you can email us at podcast at dsmchildrensmuseum.com. You can also follow us on all the usual places. Facebook is Des Moines Children's Museum. Twitter and Instagram is dsm underscore children's. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. We'll have new episodes every Tuesday. Make sure to take time to play.